Chapter one, my backstory. So I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on who I am, because if you're anything like me, you just want to get to the guts of this stuff. But I think it's important that I at least put in a section that explains how I figured out this microservice model and uh, what led me to running a business this way. Because if you understand how I got there, I think it's going to help you with actually implementing it. Because we don't have the same experiences, but if you understand what my experiences were, a lot of the things that I'm going to teach you as the book goes on are going to make a whole lot more sense. So first things first, you got to understand uh, my parents, where I'm from. I'm from a small town in uh, Arkansas. So Northeast Arkansas, it was a little town called Pocahontas. And, you know, all fun aside with the name of the town that I'm from, it was a great town to come up in. But, uh, I know, I came up with my dad um, being very much in sales. My dad uh, owned several radio stations uh, that he, you know, worked himself up from, you know, being a disc jockey to being a salesperson and buying his own radio station and doing those things. And my dad was in sales. He sold advertising on radio stations. So I was always surrounded with sales. Um, and that was always very interesting. My mom was a teacher and my mom taught at the school that I went to. And so, you know, kind of both sides of the things that I got growing up were sales, but also a lot of, you know, effective ways to teach things and what, what are sort of the important things that have to go into teaching something. And, you know, whether they realize it or not, I, I pulled out a lot of those things from being around them all the time. Now, coming up, both my parents always encouraged me, even though they, you know, like their jobs, they've always encouraged me to get into some sort of medical um, some sort of medical field, right? And I think that led to me, you know, where I was going down the road. So fast forward to, you know, getting through college and deciding what I wanted to do. I decided finally I wanted to be a chiropractor. And I did this because I had a very great chiropractor that was in my town. It was, you know, very much in the healthcare field, um, but it wasn't quite, you know, working in a hospital all the time. And that, that didn't seem appealing to me. And so the thing about being a chiropractor was that um, you got to go to school for a lot longer than most people realize. And so with being a chiropractor, um, I had to go to, you know, and get a full degree, four-year degree at a university. And then I had to um, go to chiropractic college. And that was pretty much another four years too. Now, I figured out a couple ways um, to shorten that a couple semesters. Uh, so I didn't have to go the full eight years. Um, but that was just, you know, grinding and figuring out ways that you could, uh, you know, work through all that. I still had to go through a lot of school though. Now, what's so interesting about chiropractic is, if you think about it, it's a lot different than working in a hospital. In a hospital, you know, people come to a hospital and then they're referred over to you and there's a whole marketing mechanism that's built into that. In a chiropractic office, you set up shop and you are responsible not only for all of the work that's done inside, you know, actually being a doctor, but you also have to go in and you have to market your practice. And so this was always in the back of my mind as I was going through chiropractic college. But let's fast forward through that and let's get to actually some of the stuff where you can understand how I got into this model and how I got into digital marketing. So as I was uh, coming up as a chiropractor uh, in school, I got out and once you get out of school, you can't officially practice. You've got to pass uh, some national boards along the way. So as I was um, you know, kind of studying for those tests, I went through this uh, kind of progression of, you know, working at places to make ends meet in the meantime. And we're talking a few months here and there, but I worked at a chiropractic clinic and I also worked at a mattress store. And I worked at the mattress store um, primarily because it gave me a lot of time to study for the boards. And this would allow me to be a full-blown 
chiropractor. So a mattress store, you know, the, that I worked at kind of worked like this. You'd have maybe 10 people come in the whole day. And when I wasn't seeing people or helping people find a mattress, uh, then I would study for a test, you know, the test that I had to do my national boards. And past those national boards, you know, there's only so much studying you can do through the day to get ready for that. And so when I wasn't doing that, I got into this whole online marketing thing and sort of started saying, okay, well, when I open my business, what am I going to do to actually grow my practice? And, you know, I knew I wasn't going to have a lot of extra money go around. So I needed to pick up something that was cheap, cheaper to market my practice than the traditional means. And so that's what I did in the mattress store. I learned that. Now, fast forward to passing the boards, getting my practice open. And the first week that I was in practice, I had one person come through the door. And so I, I really had to hustle on this marketing stuff. And so I got really big into, you know, marketing on Facebook, you know, Google uh, optimization. So SEO, that was some of the big stuff. And then, you know, just some of your, you know, hustle that that was big. I would show up in every, every place that was out there. I would go market myself in chamber events, market myself with civic organizations, everything that I could do to let people know I'm here and I can help you. That was sort of my thing. And so the results of all that were pretty interesting. Combining the internet marketing stuff and, you know, marketing my practice online with, you know, the hustle stuff and showing up and being places, I grew my practice within those first six months. I had a practice that had just as many folks coming in weekly as people that had been there 20 years. And that was pretty exciting. And what was interesting about that is all these businesses around me started to say, oh, well, that's interesting. Uh, if you did it there, can you help us with it? And so I got into this whole mode of, okay, I, I would love to help you, but I got to charge you something because that's me being away from my family and my business. And so somewhere along the way, I realized I had a marketing agency, if you want to call it that. And so I started taking on clients. And this is, uh, this is the thing that I think is probably the most important part about this backstory is because I took on these clients, because I had no clue what I was doing, um, I started screwing up a lot. And I, I don't mean I screwed up with the marketing part, but I screwed up with running the business. And, and really quickly, what I figured out was it's extremely hard to scale a business where you're taking on a lot of different clients. And that led me to a lot of how I think about doing marketing now. When I first started, I would take on, yeah, I would have a law firm, I would have a, a restaurant, I'd have all these different kinds of businesses that were paying me to do things. And there was no template uh, to any of these. I had to relearn how to do things with every industry that I went in. And it became a problem. It became a big problem because it took up so much of my time trying to figure out, okay, what do I do with the restaurant? Does that work with the law firm? No. Okay, what do I do over here? I was building all these different kinds of things, all these different systems. Every time I'd go into a different industry, I'd have to build a different system. And so I got really discouraged. Like a lot of people that you know get into that work, I got discouraged because I just didn't see how I could uh, work anymore, and I certainly wasn't making the kind of money I thought it needed to make. Uh, and I was—I had a chiropractic practice too, and that was the number one thing in my mind. So that was a big screw up for me. And so I was like, "Am I just going to drop this, or am I going to, you know, is there a better way?" And so I finally kind of figured it out by accident. And I took on a client, and what they actually needed me to do um, was pretty simple, and they paid me pretty well for it. And it was just this simple little microservice. And that's what I call it now. And that's what this whole book is about. Because this little thing that I discovered with this client, this client was paying me really well. It was about 200 bucks a month. And I was providing something for them that I thought was 
a thousand times easier than the things that uh, I was doing for other clients that they weren't paying me, you know, much more than that as it was. And so I kind of got to a point where I was like, you know, I think I'm going to quit doing all this other stuff that's complicated. And I'm just going to see if this microservice, this little thing that you're going to learn about as we get into the later parts of the book I think I'm just going to do that and just learn to say no to the people that want something more than that. And so that's how it all started. I had my own business. I had people, you know, coming into the chiropractic office all day trying to sell me marketing stuff, digital marketing stuff, you know, get sponsorships. So I saw from the sales perspective, uh, I saw people trying to sell me things. And so I learned a lot by watching people, you know, how did people come get through my gatekeeper, <laughs> you know? And so I, at the same time that I'm trying to get through and get new clients uh, for this microservice, I've got people coming in my chiropractic practice uh, trying to sell me stuff. And so I start really taking note of what are people doing to get through my gatekeeper that doesn't make me feel like they're selling me, but who am I spending money with and how did they get through initially? So I had that side. The other side was, you know, I'm out there building an agency. One of the things that I don't want to do what are the things that I want to do that are little work for me, can be run mostly with software, but pay me you know, pretty well every month that I can duplicate? And that was the big thing. It's not just, can I do something very simply for one client, but does the same thing that I provided for this one client also translate to businesses that look like theirs across the board? And that's where everything really started to get interesting. And so in the next chapter, that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about this business philosophy that I adopted and why it was so big in growing a real business, something that you know can hit the multi-million dollar level, uh, but at the same time be something that was very profitable, but very low work for me once we got the client signed up. 